Alright guys, I know it's been a little bit um, and just been trying to think about cryptocurrencies more and um, I don't know, it's the, new stuff's been happening every day which changes my opinion slightly. Um, so where we're at right now is uh, the coins are gaining mass awareness and uh, Wall Street money is, is coming in or pouring in through the uh, futures trading on the Chicago Board of Exchange and now TD Ameritrade is going to allow people to uh, to buy and sell uh, Bitcoin futures and uh, you know that in turn gives popularity or attention to other coins I have friends right now that are on places like discord chat online chat groups forums reddit and they are buying the so-called hot coins um, just based on on the tip or the rumor and um, you know without vetting the technology very much and the friend that was doing this even said it's it's like we have uh, social media is really fueling it um, so uh, it's it's interesting like there's so much attention right now, even really shitty technologies are going to go up in value is, is basically what I'm saying. Um, and, uh, you know, it feels good right now that might end up being a bad thing uh, when uh, these coins, you know, there's not going to be uh, 20 coins all doing the same thing more than likely. Or if it plays out the way other industries do, there's usually like a big two of each use case. Um, or even more because conglomerates are coming back or fewer rather. So anyway, there's like a big two in most industries. It used to be called the big three. So there's probably not going to be 50 equally valuable um, Bitcoins anywhere near equally valuable. Um, and one of the problems with Bitcoin right now, I don't know if you keep up with it, but um, this has really brought to light that it is a slow currency. Um the average transaction time I've heard is two hours, but if you're sending from certain, uh, I think if you're doing certain things on Coinbase or other exchanges, it can be 20 hours. I've seen, uh, I've had a couple people come to me telling me they're waiting basically a day for transfers to go through. This is dangerous. Um, and, and again, I think this is only on certain exchanges or banks, but you know, it's dangerous because people may not be able to get their money out if something goes bad. Now, do I think something will go bad? Um, well, I guess there's really no way to know that. Um, I do think that we haven't fully realized the potential value of the coins, and here's why. Um, some friends did some kind of, you know, back of the napkin math calculations on how much would Bitcoin be worth if it was just worth um, all Bitcoins were worth the value of all gold, and it's substantially. I mean, it's hundreds of thousands per coin. So I think the potential is there um, for this to be as valuable uh, as something like that or to be much more valuable. Um, but I do think, you know, many, just as many businesses fail, many currencies will fail. Um, where I think about where to put my money now, um, everyone's talking about um, apps, uh, app coins like Ethereum. Um, so the value of all money exceeds the value of payments, not of all money. The value of the payments industry, just their fees that they collect, exceeds the value of all software. Uh, 
So if Bitcoin just um, replaces a portion of that, it's potentially much more lucrative than replacing software. I think it will take a piece of software. Um, some of the coins that, uh, you know, they're not necessarily, they were designed to do more things than just be used to buy things. In other words, for apps are like Ethereum. And, um, you know, Ethereum has even worse bottlenecks than Bitcoin right now. Um, there's going to be a lot of technical challenges. Um, I've heard from engineers, there's a lot of sloppy code in Ethereum. There's a lot of mistakes. Uh, there've been some questionable decisions made before where there was like a soft fork to cover one of their mistakes that they made. Um, so, you know, um, so, but that doesn't mean they'll fail. It might give opportunity to a competitor. So I like some of the competitors to Ethereum. Um, I own, uh, you know, at least one, I'll tell you about EOS, uh, or EOS is how it's pronounced. Um, and that is a, uh, it's being made by the guy who made Steemit and BitShare. So an accomplished development team, development team. Um, and, uh, that is designed for you to be able to build applications off of while having, um, some technical advantages over Ethereum, that you would honestly just have to go to their website and, and, and their Reddit to figure out because I, they're, they're slipping my mind and I'm probably not qualified to, to examine the technical advantages. Um, the, uh, so that covers, um, that covers uh, the application side of things, kind of the special use case coins. Um, oh, something called CryptoKitties came out. It's basically, instead of coins, you have individual little monsters basically pokemon that you can mate and when you basically each one is unique and so um since these things are one of the kind they're almost like special little artwork that cannot be forged or copied and so um you can at least the the um the blockchain file can't the coin the token rather so people have sold so to give you an example these this crypto kitties game built on ethereum someone last week purchased a game purchased a, 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 a kitty um for 1.6 million dollars and it had only been out about a week at that point four days or something so pretty crazy over there um there so there that, that's it for the niche niche use cases that i want to talk about today um then i want to talk about money it's crazy to me i heard i finally listened to um the cryptocurrency evangelist uh, known as uh, Andreas Antonopoulos. Um, and he really surprised me. I listened to him for half an hour and he said basically many things I know, like security and privacy let you operate free of the interference of governments, um, you know, inc infringing on your liberties. But he went 30 minutes and I still hadn't heard him. I stopped listening to the interview. I have not heard him mention in 30 minutes talking what I think is the most important feature of these coins, which is their finite nature. And people wanted to quibble with me that, oh, well, they're not finite. So some of them have what's called like an exhaust where they print out a little bit of tiny coins extra. Um, but the most valuable ones, they're still, it's very small amount. They're practically finite, the most valuable ones. Um, and so, uh, think about it. If these things were not finite, would everyone want to own them? I don't think you could say that they'd be anywhere worth anywhere near what they are now. The fees were lower. They've gotten higher now that the usage is up. So they have some value as like a Western Union alternative, 
we're talking strictly about the coins that are meant to replace uh, dollars here, okay, or, or, or be used as money, not Ethereum. Um, so I don't think these coins would be as valuable if they were not finite. Uh, I, 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 I fail to see how that is not the cheapest. I mean, Satoshi even said he wants to get rid of central banking, or that's that was the thrust of it. And to do that, you would need a finite currency. I mean, that's why Bitcoin was made to prevent the printing of money. Um, and so I, it blew my mind. I mean, it absolutely blew my mind that he was not saying that. Perhaps he does not want to amplify that. It just, I, I, I have trouble understanding why someone would not mention that. You know, people talk about the decentralization, but the decentralization, it, it's the same. The, the, the decentralization is only, in other words, centralization is only a problem because we have central banking. And to get rid of central banking, you have to create currency that will not lose value like theirs. And to do that, you need a currency that's ostensibly finite. So blew my mind. I don't know what his game is or what he thinks. If there's something I've really, you know, if, if, if somehow I've just completely missed how being finite, that there's only 21 million Bitcoins is not a huge advantage. If somebody wants to argue that to me and thinks they can persuade me that that's not the main advantage, I, you know, send me your argument. I'm curious. I, I, I have no clue how that's not the most important. You know, some of the coins are private. They're a little bit private. Uh, some are more private than others, I meant to say. Um, but that's not Bitcoin. And, um, you know, they're, they're secure. But, you know, do you really have to worry about your Visa transaction failing? You know, so no, you don't, and your PayPal, etc. So anyway, um, so that's that's how I feel about that. But yeah, I was talking with a friend and or uh, several friends, and you know, the I think replacing gold could be valuable, but in other words, a store of value. But I think replacing money is is the most valuable, and so. Um, I've invested in um, some coins that are meant to be used on a mobile phone. Um, right now, uh, it is uh, difficult and somewhat insecure to use Bitcoins on a phone. Um, and the reason is uh, a normal Bitcoin wallet, in, 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 to use Bitcoin um, on a computer, you need to download a four, 145 gigabyte file. And that'll only get larger. And what that is is a list of all the transactions ever made with Bitcoin. And that's why Bitcoin is hard to, uh, you know, is trustworthy because you can see um, that the coins you're receiving are authentic, legitimate coins and, and, and who they're being sent from with certainty. Um, but and, and that the account sending you the coins has the coins. So um, that's that's why the blockchain is important. Um but you can't really put that on a phone. So they have some mobile wallet solutions. As far as I know, only one of those is secure. It's called Mycelium. This is for Bitcoin. It is very difficult to use. And I'm hearing on the official Mycelium Reddit that it doesn't always work. So, and, and I, can't, I can't speak to what, would, what, that, what, that, what that is, what, the, what, that, what that commenter meant, what, what could be going wrong with it. But anyway, so... Um, I think there's some coins that have a shot just based on, so I'll give you an example. Um, there's one called Aeon, which is a much smaller transaction size, which allows you to fit the blockchain on a phone. Um, there's, it's, it's also an offshoot of Monero, which is a very private coin. 
and um, they're both faster than Bitcoin. I believe Aeon's a little bit faster. Um, they're both very secure, you know, assuming the same level of people using them, meaning the hash rate, they'll be very secure. Um, but uh, the um, the uh, and and there's other coins that have a goal, stated goal of being used on my phones. But I just, I mean, yes, they may have some value as a as a store of value replacement for gold. But imagine if they also had value if people were using them in coffee shops every day. And, and, and I don't see a way that you can easily do that yet. Um, Bitcoin may be able to work on that and improve that. And, and, and there may be people working on it. I don't see it talked about enough mobile wallet use and uh, using Bitcoin on mobile phones. I mean, come on, the mobile phone exploded the internet. That's why we have 2 billion internet users. People can't afford, lots of people in the world can't afford a computer, but they can afford a phone or they need, they're going to have a phone anyway. Um, you know, the, the phone has made all these internet giants. I mean, the phone made Apple, the richest company in the world. The phone made Facebook. The phone made Google, you know, much richer. The phone made, um, has made all those internet, Instagram, Snapchat, WhatsApp. It's made all sorts of very wealthy companies. So, um, and, and so much commerce is moving. Basically, everything the internet did is moving to the phone. So, um, you know, I think it's a given. I think it's obvious that people should want crypto. If you believe in cryptocurrencies, you should want them on a phone. Um, but uh, one of the reasons that I may not hear a lot about it is that Bitcoin has that really bad speed problem we mentioned. And they're working on an update called Lightning. Um, and Lightning, um, I don't really want to talk about how it works. I think my memory is unclear on it. But if it works, it'll make Bitcoin much faster. Um, there's some there's some challenges in making it work like anything else. And also, you know, the last, it's going to require something called a hard fork, which is where a majority of miners and which are transaction processors, they're going to have to update their, their system, right? With this new code. Well, last time they tried to do that with a piece, with an update called Segwit 2X, that was also going to make it faster. Didn't go through. Um, people didn't want to put it on their machines or not enough for it to be successful. So, you know, we'll see. It has some challenges. It could very well go through. Um, so those are kind of issues I've been looking at with Bitcoin over the past few weeks. But yeah, like uh, a friend of mine um, told me about how, um, you know, and, and we've all seen it. Actually, we saw it on Facebook just the other day. Ex-economist criticizes Bitcoin. And nine times out of ten, or in fact... I have never heard someone give a specific or um, quantitative uh, critique of Bitcoin. Um, it's always very vaguely, it's going to end in a Ponzi scheme, or this is just like two, I mean, this is the type of thing, I've even heard economists say these things, and um, saying one thing is like the other doesn't mean it is. So like, uh, I mean, just just a really crude example, you know, tulips did not have a function. There were no benefits to owning tulips. Tulips couldn't do things for you. Bitcoin is um, the cheapest way to make international funds transfers, to, to transfer money across borders, even though the fees are increasing. It's still cheaper than Western Union, to my knowledge. Um, it is also uh, the most secure way we know of. In other words, it's the most difficult transaction system to, to meddle with. Um, you would have to break 
the military-grade encryption to change anything about these transactions, which can't, you know, I don't know that that can be said. I, I actually should wait. I don't know that that can be said about, say, Visa, but I believe that those types of payment systems have a higher degree of centralization, which means theoretically, if one were to be able to hack Visa, um, they'd be able to do more than if they were to, quote, hack Bitcoin, because Bitcoin is made up of thousands and thousands of machines all over the world. Um, and Bitcoin is also more private. And some of these currencies to date are completely private. They've never been, you know, had. So with Bitcoin, it doesn't show a name, but it shows account numbers and 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 transfers so you know theoretically governments can using forensic accounting can piece together you know who sent who um but but there are currencies like monero and aeon that use an additional encryption called ring signatures that encrypts the transaction data and the identities um and that that is uh to date you know uncrackable because it's protected by the same encryption that protects the the blockchain itself so um, there's some really good privacy implementations of Bitcoin. And then some, you know, somebody sent me something saying that it violates the monetary, the principles of monetary, um, monetary economics or um, doesn't, um, doesn't adhere to f principles of monetary economics. So um, the criticisms I've heard is, you know, the Fed just put out a report. It's not a threat to money because it's not being used very much right now. That was why they said, well, it's a chicken and egg problem. You know, as but it but it in a it's been going the cycle's been going Bitcoin's way. As more people know about Bitcoin, more people use Bitcoin, so more people know about it, so more people use it. So that that critique will go away, and that was the Fed. So they, they, at least they were being specific, which is unlike most of these economists. And the other thing about economists is they don't really know anything. If you open five economics textbooks, you'll get five different definitions of economics. If you go to the wiki page. Um, you're going to find that the, the, the definition is um, multiple things and it's somewhat ambiguous or somewhat subjective. And I'll give you another. If you just look up the definition of money or currency, you're going to get subjective. So some of the definitions of currency are a system of payments. So some people, the very same people that say Bitcoin is not a currency because of economics. If you go look up economics definitions of a currency, it just says in some sense it's a system of payments. So Bitcoin has that or a nation's system of payments. Well, Bitcoin spans nations. Uh, well, you know, there's this idea. Well, it's not backed by governments. Well, you know, to date, that has been a criteria of successful currency. Um, but, you know, this isn't economics. It's not a law. These aren't laws. You know, there's very few laws in this in, in the hard sciences. But there's no laws in human in social sciences. Um, so there's, you know, I'll put it another way. Uh, uh, there's a Duke economist named Darren uh, As Asimoglu, um, who said, uh, I quote, there are no basic principles of economics. There's no rule in economics that there are not exceptions to. So I'll give you an example. Um, behavioral economics, which is a new field of economics where they actually observe what people do in experiments and they give them real money. You know, as far as 
behavioral economics can tell. Behavioral economics, this big idea of capitalist economics that people work for the profit incentive. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying that we're having trouble determining it because I think it does exist. And so, well, just listen to what the findings are. The findings are that um, monetary incentives or profit incentives are only incentives for repetitive tasks. What they found is that if the task is complex, money seems not to influence people's uh, motivational levels. So, and that's that they can find, but my point is that this isn't a science, it's vague. It, it's vague on what the definition of a currency is, as far as I can tell. So how can it be certain that a particular currency can't make it? Now, what I will say is I put, so when I try to make arguments these days, I try not to use economics. I tried to use history as a guide and um, history, you know, there's no example in history of a decentralized currency, like a currency or that, I, that I'm aware of, of a currency that's not backed by a government or, you know, a bank backed by a government, let's say, um, because I think for a while banks had their own individual currencies. But um, so maybe that's the example, but that was still centralized. Yeah, those were still centralized by a bank. The bank could print as much as they wanted. So there, there's probably there's no there's no direct analog to Bitcoin in, in, in history I can think of. But at the same time, you know, new things can happen in history. And, you know, history also tells us that uh, governments can fail and their currencies can fail. And so maybe Bitcoin is kind of like gold where not everyone's invested in it and not everyone, um, you know, uses it all the time, but it's there and, and people have it as a hedge against inflation. Um, so there's multiple ways this could play out that are not Bitcoin being worthless. And I don't think, you know, I guess to, to be simplistic, I mean, just as history doesn't have a Bitcoin, it doesn't mean Bitcoin can't succeed. It, it, it also can't tell us what happens to something like Bitcoin. Um, so anyway, I don't know, you know, and, and, and also Bitcoin could be a currency. <clears throat> it may just be, may, may just not become a currency everywhere. So I think it's being used in Venezuela more right now. Um, and there's some reasons for that. Like Bitcoin mining is cheaper over there because the one thing apparently that's cheap in Venezuela is the power. And that probably, somebody told me it has to do with oil, but I think that might be incorrect. I think it might just have to do with they don't ration power well because it's, you know, it's centralized. It's, it's politics are running it and not the market. But um, it could be because of oil. Um, I think generators are, are started and run with oil. So, um, but anyway, other countries could start, like Bitcoin came on the map. Like the first time almost anybody heard about Bitcoin was when Greece and Crete went went bankrupt, and then there were riots in Crete that had uh, people chanting about Bitcoin. So maybe just as you know, other countries are using dollars right now. Maybe if their uh, country goes bankrupt, um, they might use Bitcoin or they might use it a little bit. So I just don't I just don't know that we can say this will definitely end in failure. I think governments have an interest. It's definitely against government's interest, I will tell you that. But what is their recourse? To outlaw it? Okay, so let's say they've outlawed it. Do they raid everyone's home? You know? Do they put everyone in jail? Now, that would certainly, you know, and how many governments outlaw it? You know? So if a government outlaws it, 
the market in that currency will probably be greatly diminished for Bitcoin and, or any other currency in that country. But um, what about other countries? Will every country just uniformly outlaw it? You know, maybe, maybe. Now, I will tell you, don't put these are all reasons not to put all your money into Bitcoin. Far from it. Um, I would say, you know, the financial advisors tell you don't speculate with more than 5% of your assets. Um, a friend puts it another way. Don't spend more on Bitcoin than you'd be willing to lose on a weekend in, ba- in Vegas. So so this isn't, you know, I, I would hate to tell someone to put their life savings in it because it does have challenges like the speed and like whether it will actually ever start being used for things other than drugs and, and, and so or very small businesses. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I hesitate to and, and, and here's the other thing. I mean, um, it depends how long you stay in. I mean, I've already I've taken money out of the market to where if this whole experiment fails, I will not have been hurt. I will have only benefited from it. So it could very well fail. Um, and I would still, you know, I I uh, I cashed out my investment um, plus some more. So, so I was able to get some benefit, even if, even if all this dies and, 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 you know, I would probably encourage most people to take their initial investment out at some point, particularly if they think they're going to miss it. So, um, and, and we're going to repeat my standard advice, um, the, and Warren Buffett standard advice and the advice of most finance professors, and the advice of most financial advisors, you want to have most of your money in the S&P 500. And the S&P 500 is an index. It's just the top 500 largest um, companies that are listed on on U.S. stock exchanges. And, uh, you know, the exception to that would be if you have proof or believe at least that the U.S. economy is no longer uh, competitive or the, no longer the most competitive companies in the world. And, um, you know, if you think you have proof of that, I, I, uh, I've not seen proof of that, um, but I'm not aware of any proof of that. Now, that doesn't mean the U.S. will always be the most successful. It just means that right now I think that our companies are very, very competitive um, you know, Apple is the top phone maker in each part of the world. Um, you know, the companies, you know, Google is the top search engine in most of the world, et cetera, et cetera. So all our top companies are very competitive. So anyway, um, and, the, and they do business internationally. So Apple makes most of their money all over the world. So that we can benefit it. Even if you think there's other economies that are growing and they are, American companies benefit from that as well. So um, and then the other part of your money you want to have in, in treasury U.S. U.S. bonds, basically. Um, so that that's that tends to be the main advice for financial advisors. As to ratios, <clears throat> that's something you should get financial advisor, like a, a certified financial planner, um, advice in. So um, and and you can do all this within your four hundred one k. Your four hundred one k, you can invest for those who don't know into those two things. So I just wanted to cover that. That's where most of everyone's money should be. And then um, if they really believe in Bitcoin, that's why I got it. I believed in it for political reasons. Um, but now I'm just kind of riding it because it's all upside for me. So um, I hope it's I hope it will be for you or it is for you. But please, you know, I've told you ways that it may not work out. And 
uh, take those to heart so that you aren't, um, hopefully you can benefit too without putting your family at risk. Well, good luck to you if you try. Oh, and I think I lost a part of this podcast and unfortunately the upload failed. So if there was a gap in it, I apologize. I just realized that. Um, thanks for listening though, guys. Appreciate it. Um, and uh, keep me apprised of any uh, new technologies. Oh, one more thing. There's a new technology I'm keeping an eye on called Hashgraph. It is an alternative to Bitcoin that is theoretically just as secure um, but and decentralizable, basically. It won't be one company running it. Um, for, for But it doesn't have a blockchain, so you won't have to download this giant freaking file to your computer to spend the, the, the coins that they produce with it. It's called Hashgraph hash graph um and it's a new algorithm it's uh it's you can't buy coins in it yet uh, it's awaiting ico if you google the term hash graph one word you should start finding out information on it um i think it has a lot of potential so um thanks for listening guys as i learn more about that i'll tell you about it it's, um, it's very new to me but it's one of the top technologies i'm keeping my eyes on right now all right thanks everyone bye